What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to What the French Toast, a podcast where the Avalanche did lose the series. So does that mean that the Kraken are going to the playoffs? That means the Kraken, well, it was the playoffs. Well, they're going to the next round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Actually, as we are recording this, they are playing game seven with Dallas. Oh, I knew that. So hopefully the Kraken, uh, yeah, hopefully the Kraken win. And they go, at this point, man, I'm hoping the Kraken go all the way. You beat Colorado, you, you good on me. Let's go. I hope you win the thing. I don't really care about hockey anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no idea. It's, it's not like I've been keeping up with it. I just did know that they were going against Dallas. Yeah. So. Megan, how you been? I'm good. That's good. That's it. I, just good. <laughs> I've been very busy. That's fair. With work and helping up my parents' business. Mm-hmm. Um, in case those of you don't know, I don't think we've announced it on the podcast. Well, but it's relatively new to everyone. <laughs> yeah. My parents own a business now. Um it's called Halo Therapy or Salt Therapy. Go look it up if you want to know about it because I'm not going to tell you about it. It's not a podcast topic today. Okay, not yet. Not, not, yet. not yet, if ever. Um, <laughs> but it has a lot of, it's alternative medicine, has a lot of health benefits, and it's been super awesome getting to like see the journey of going, you know. So helping with that part-time basically, working my full-time job, podcast stuff. You know, busy things happening, Megs. And the gym. I've started going to the gym. I know. You're looking swole. You're looking like you, you, your arms are big. I did arms today. So. <laughs> your arms are big. The fact that I can move my arms right now is is a good thing because tomorrow I will not be no, able not to. not at all. You're no. <laughs> I went a little too go. hard today. That's so. good. Anything but, else been happening? Anything else you want to share to the people um, on the podcast? I have to have big arms that I like now because the guy. <laughs> I, I won the fight. They broke up. That's what happened. Um, we're not together. We weren't never officially together, but we're not, you know, whatever talking or whatever people call it these days. Look, I'm just happy that I don't have to fight from a podcast spot here. Yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't want it. Apparently I was this close. <laughs> I was this close to being kicked out of the chair. So yeah, my dating life is in shambles again. I mean, go me. Good job, Megan. I'm not gonna talk about my dating life. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine could be worse. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Right? You do have a decent amount of men waiting for you on Bumble to return. Not so. Bumble. Well, I guess technically yes, but no, I haven't remade Bumble yet. Okay. Hinge. I did remake Hinge, and I do have a few likes on there you know, that have been pending. Let's go pending. I don't, like, I don't know how Hinge works. Like, but. they liked me, and I can see that they've liked me. I just haven't liked them back. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, so. Interesting. Yeah, but I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm just doing my thing right now, Let's and go. we'll see how it goes. There may or may not be an ex that's in, you know. I don't even think I've heard that. No, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, let's. We're in talks, I guess. Is it the same one? Yeah. Let's go. But I swear to God, if he shows up in my to my house in a, in a fucking suit again. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> we, 
it's never going to happen, you know? So I hope you hear this. I don't know if you listen, but I hope you hear this because that is, (laughs) we're coming up on the year anniversary of that incident. Please do not repeat it. That is the funniest thing you have ever said in this podcast (laughs) ever. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. What's happening? I'm sorry. Also, sorry if you hear my my drink. <laughs> I just, I, you keep putting it really close to my laptop. And I'm like, um, what's going on? I normally have water, but I treated myself to Whataburger after the gym and got Fanta. So <laughs> you just undid the whole workout, Megan. No, I stayed under my calories. Okay, no. Anyways, how, how are am you? I? You ask. Yeah. Oh, let's go. That was a really good. Was a I'm good. I've also been busy with helping your parents up at the shop. And then, oh man, I have, you know, my own job that I've been doing that's been good. I actually got a promotion today. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's been cool. I have a bone to pick with you. Mm. I dropped you off at work the other day. Okay. And you left your water bottle in my car. My bad. Tell me what, you want me to tell you why that was a problem? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you made me wait for you so you could go into the garage and get a water bottle and come back out to the car on the way out. And then you left that shit in my car. I didn't mean to. If it makes you feel any better when I got to work, I was like, where's my water? Yeah, well, it was in my fucking car. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to. It's no good now. To be, in my defense, you were the one that was like, hurry up, get out of my car, there's cars behind me. And that was the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, shit, my bad, I'll run. I literally just got out and walked away. And then I didn't think it through. I didn't have time to get my water bottle. There were cars behind you. I was stressing too, don't worry. I have a question, Megan. Yeah. What celebrities do you think would make the best teachers? Snoop Dogg. I think Snoop Dogg would make a bomb teacher. Okay. (laughs) He'd be just, hey kids, today we're going to learn how to get high. Here's a joint for everyone. No, nah, bro, Snoop Dogg, he can do anything. Haven't you seen him? He's been on like Martha Stewart. He's been on Ellen. He's been on Kelly Clarkson. He's been, I think. He's been on Kelly. Like, but he also, <laughs> he does. I've even seen him on like ads at the mall, like on the billboards at the mall. I've seen him. He has a whole album for kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's actually good. Oh, well, you've listened to it. Yeah. All right, now. At first, it was I listened to it as a joke, because I was like, Mom, listen to this. And she was like, what is it? And I was like, it's Snoop Dogg's, it's you Snoop know. Snoop Dogg's album for kids. Album for kids. But it's actually pretty decent. I'm proud of it. If them. you have kids. You know who I think would make a good teacher? Who? Ryan Seacrest. Why? Ryan Reynolds. Blake Lively would make a good teacher. She I seems think, really yeah. caring. Yeah, I think so too. Florence Pugh, I want her to be my okay, teacher. Okay, right now you're just naming celebrities you have crushes on. No, I've named one celebrity. <laughs> Technically two if you count Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you're telling me you don't have a crush on Blake Lively. I have a crush on Blake Lively. <laughs> Blake Lively's gorgeous. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> I have more of a crush on Florence Pugh than I do Blake Lively. I have more of a crush on Ryan Reynolds than I do Blake Lively. <laughs> Well, aren't they married? Oops, sorry. Aren't they married? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blake, Blake Reynolds, Blake. They, yeah, yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah. they're married. I know they had kids. I thought that it was those two. Clearly, my brain stopped working today. But- Fucking Florence Pugh dates that ugly ass comedian. I don't know. I forgot his name. 
Okay. But it pisses me off because I feel like, damn it, it could have been me. Anyway. Anyway. I don't have anything to ask. All right, moving on. Are you ready for these topics, Megan? Yeah, I guess let's, right, let's, let's get started. This is this is a really cool little bunny pen. I picked it up. It's real fluffy soft. There's lots of fluffy soft. Fluffy soft. <laughs> it's all fluffy. <laughs> fluffy. It's it's really. I could sleep on a bunny. It's like memory foam in a pen. I wish they could see what we were talking about. Yeah. It's a it's just a fun character pen. We got them, I think, on Amazon. I don't know. I'd like to point out that I'm wearing a pretty fucking cool what the French toast hoodie right now. Not one that you can buy though. No, it's mine. You can't, <laughs> Maybe y'all can have it. You can't buy it because we mentioned a merch shop like a month ago and then have not done anything with the merch shop. <laughs> so you're welcome. Listen, we're getting there. There's other we're getting there. At this point, right now, we're just trying to at least get you an episode a couple times pretty a month. Pretty much. Like, at least I think once a week. That's what we're trying to I think it's a pretty do. fair assumption to say that we're going to miss a week every month. Nah. nah we I have. So. We literally have. Yeah, so well, let's not do that again. <laughs> we're going to try to be better, I promise. This bunny looks at me the way I want every... I'm not going to say that. Can you just do your topic? Okay, listen. Are you ready? Yes. First I'm of all, ready. first of all, lose your attitude, okay? Not gonna happen. Second of all, Eric Doyle, this is your time to shine, brother who the, bear. Who the fuck is Eric Doyle? He's the guy who recommended the topic. Didn't he recommend the topic last week? No. This no. is the topic that I was gonna say last week and didn't say last week, but oh. I gave him a shout out because I think he's a cool guy. Oh, that's why his name sounds familiar. Hello, Eric. Eric. Doyle. <laughs> then he gave me another topic about... Listen, that'll, that's actually really good. Anyway, all right. This this topic is the Russian night witches. Okay. So one of the most horrifying things that a German soldier could hear on the Russian front back in World War II, you ask, some say. God, I am uneducated because to be fair, <laughs> I knew it was a world war in which that multiple countries participated. But I did not know that the Germans went to Russia. Okay. <laughs> Like, I did not know that, so <laughs> I'm already learning something new. <laughs> so, one of the most horrifying things that a German soldier could hear on the Russian front, you ask? You fucked up my whole thing, Megan. Oh. This Is it Banshee? It's Banshees. It's Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... The sound of a whoosh coming from the struts of a jerry-rigged biplane bomber, often referred to as the Night Witches. The whoosh sounded like a broomstick flying by, therefore given the name the Night Witches. Question. Yes. How do they know what it sounds like when a broomstick flies by? (laughs) How many of those did they experience? How many broomsticks did they? (laughs) Harry Potter wasn't back out in World War II. Man, the witch trials were like, early 1800s weren't they like (laughs) this is a couple decades later like a century later god dang it sorry okay continue no it's just funny um that's a good question i'm not sure how they knew back in world war ii um i don't know man anyways the night witches were part of russia's 508th night bomber regiment what are you looking for I'm looking for tissues. Oh, yeah, they're out. My nose was bleeding earlier. I didn't have any. 
I'll just suffer in silence. So the night witches are the night witches are part of Russia's 588th Night Bomber Aviation Regiment. In World War II, they were all women pilots. It was actually pretty cool, especially for World War II. They were female pilots. They were all female pilots. Interesting. All they actually pilots. let us do something. I'm telling you. Uh, American women such as the wasps would actually also be involved by testing and ferrying the planes, but the night witches would be the first military pilots in the 20th century to engage directly with any enemy in combat ever. Another interesting fact about this is actually all of the members of the 588th Regiment were all women, even including the ground crew and the support staff were all women. Okay. Yeah. Kind of cool. The night witches were organized by Major Marina Raskova, which was Russia's equivalent to our Amelia Earhart. Okay. Um, and Joseph Stalin <laughs> had a crush on Raskova. And so she saw that opportunity and took it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Raskova actually convinced Stalin to have the Soviet Air Force accept women as combat pilots by simply just saying, why not? Women are allowed to fight with men on the ground. Why not in the air? And he was like, you got a point. Send them up. That's, okay. That's what happened. He didn't say no to the woman he liked. He probably should have. You'll see what I mean in a minute. I was going to say, not really, because it scared the Germans. <laughs> no, 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 no. They they did well. Um, and all of the women that enlisted, there were thousands of women that enlisted. Only like 400 were actually accepted for each regiment. Now, there were three different regiments. There was the 586th Fighter Aviation Regiment. There was the 587th Bomber Adi Aviation Regiment. And there was a 588th Night Bomber Aviation Regiment. Most of the women were university students in their late teens to mid-20s. And they'd actually go on to spend an entire year of intensive training, not just learning how to fly, but also how to navigate and maintain the aircraft as well. That's kind of impressive, right? Because the training that they would only spend a year on would normally take any man several years to do. Well, we can do anything y'all can do, but better. There's a song about it mm -hmm. and everything, Megan. Yeah. Girls who run the world. <laughs> That's all I can sing before it becomes copyright. All right. Now. <laughs> Girls. Anyway. Um, yeah. So because prior to that point, the Soviet Air Force had no females. So they were all the females were given old men's uniforms. And as you can imagine, all the clothes were far too baggy for the women. So they ended up tearing up the clothes to try and make them fit better. And then with the leftover material that they had from the clothes, they would just stuff inside their boots so their boots would fit. Okay. Officially, the women were treated just like the males. The only exceptions being is the women were given more soap and toilet paper. Okay. You know, after the, tr after the pilot training... Those that were deemed the most qualified were assigned to the 586th Fighter Aviation Regiment. The second most qualified were assigned to the 587th Bomber Aviation Regiment. And then the last qualified, the least qualified, that would still make it out of training were assigned to the 588th Night Bomber Aviation Regiment. Okay. But the entire reason for this topic is the least qualified became the most famous women. Well, yeah. For nighttime flying, right? And the most feared, yeah. Um, to take a bit of a deeper look inside of what these women went through, as you can imagine, the job was not that glamorous. Well, sure. Uh, unfortunately, there were not enough modern planes to go around. So the 588th Fighter Aviation Regiment was given severely out-of-date biplanes that were essentially just crop dusters. Mm, terrible idea. They were not fitted for war in any way. But the pilots 
would go on to describe these planes as, quote, a death trap waiting to spring. Okay. <laughs> and then would go on to nickname the planes Coffins with Wings because the planes would be made out of plywood and canvas stretched over it. So ultimately, if a tracer bullet hit the plane, then the plane would just burst into flames. Okay. A, a tracer bullet, by the way, is just a bullet with pyrotechnic charge in the base of the bullet. So it's a bullet that explodes when it hits your car, when it hits your vehicle. Okay. So if that wasn't already bad enough, the plane's top speed was only 90 miles an hour, and it was only able to carry two bombs, one under each wing of the plane. So because the bombs were so heavy, it forced them to, pl- to fly very, very low to the ground, mm-hmm. allowing it to be spotted by the enemies. Okay. They did not have it set up well for them. Obviously not. Because those prob- because of those problems, those planes were only able to travel at night under the cover of darkness, which is why they became the Night Bomber Aviation Regiment. Okay, that makes sense. Making them most commonly referred to as the Night Witches. But those aren't the only problems that they faced. The Night Witches carried no parachutes because of how close they flew to the ground, and parachutes also would just add an extra weight. They also would not have any reason or room for... Well, actually, just... They had plenty of reason. They just wouldn't have any room for modern instruments. So they had to rely on maps, compasses, and stopwatches. uh, And pencils and flashlights to be able to find their targets. Okay. God, this sounds worse. This sounds so much worse now that I'm reading it versus when I was just writing it down. Uh, Because they were crop duster planes, the cockpit was completely open. Meaning that the pilots and the navigators were exposed to all of the elements such as rain, freezing wind, and many of them got frostbite. Also, anytime they would put their band, bare hand on like the body of the airplane while they were flying, the skin would come off of their hand because of how cold it was. Okay, that's fair. They would also carry pistols just in case they crashed. They were instructed to save the last bullet for themselves so they wouldn't be captured. Okay. I don't know why you would want to do this job, but I guess this is war. So, good for them. Sure. Um, also, since, uh, well, there were some unexpected advantages of the airplane, right? Since the planes weighed so little, they were very maneuverable, making them harder to shoot down. And since they were made of wood and canvas, they would not show up on German radars or infrared detectors. Okay. Or infrared indicators, which is cool. Um also, since the top speed of the airplane were slower than the stall speed of the German planes, it made the German planes very difficult to engage the biplanes from the air. Also, the biplanes could take off from almost anywhere, which would become useful because the 588 had to operate so close to enemy lines, meaning that they would every night or every day would have to move their camp every single day because they, again, because they operated so close to enemy lines. Um, because they had to move their camp during the day and they flew at night, the schedule of the women, as you can imagine, would mean that they really just didn't sleep. They moved their camps by day, they trained by day, and then they would fly by night. So they really didn't sleep hardly at all. And then again, neither did the Germans because they had to prepare for the fucking night witches to come kill them in the middle of the night. Uh, this psychological toll that the night witches had Uh, on the Germans, would actually go on to affect the war quite a bit. Um, Because the Night Witch's planes could only carry two bombs, they actually would fly multiple trips 
but they, they referred to the trips as sorties. Sorties. I don't even know what that means. I don't even yeah. know why they put it like that. But yeah, they referred to the trips as sorties. And they would fly from anywhere to 8 to 18 of those a night. When they would fly, they would drop two bombs, return to the temporary base, reload, and then fly off on another trip. And then each trip lasted about 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. And there again, they're flying 8 to 18 of those a night. Um, oftentimes, the night witches would return to the temporary base and the plane would be completely full of bullet holes. So sometimes the planes just weren't able to get back up and go on another trip. Uh, what is it? Not Nadiza Popova, uh, one of the most famous night witches, once returned with 42 bullet holes in her plane, as well as bullet holes in her helmet, her map, and another pilot lost to the bottom of their plane due to enemy fire, but kept flying the plane. Gotta do what you gotta you do. You gotta do what you gotta do. You must survive. As if it wasn't already dangerous enough for the night witches on each trip, each trip would become more difficult because the Germans surrounded what they believed to be the most likely target with concentric circles of search fight or searchlight and flak guns. The night witches would essentially learn how to have to, they would have to learn how to fly through the guns and the light to reach their target. But the night witches were smart, so they came up with their own little plan. They would fly in groups of three. When they got close to the targets, they, so they fly in groups of three. They get close to the target, and then two planes would fly through the circles, and then they would distract the guns. So essentially, two of the planes were just taking off fucking bullet holes, and they were they mm-hmm. were trying to evade, while the third plane would go to the target, drop the bombs, and blow it up. And then they would alternate. So then after that pilot would drop its bombs, and that pilot would now be... One of the planes that distracted it, and they would go on trips of three, and then they would go back, and they would reload, and they would go do the same thing. Um, ultimately, they would accomplish all of their missions, the Night Witches, and then they would begin, again, we talked about this a second ago, they began to disrupt the German sleep so much that it actually destroyed their morale, which allowed them to better bomb the targets, because apparently the Germans started slacking. Well, if a woman can do anything, it's destroy someone's morale. Okay, now. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm a woman, so I can say these I things. I cannot say <laughs> I can't even agree with those things. I'm just here. Uh, from June to October of 1945, the Night Witches would fly approximately 23,672 combat shorties. Good for them. Uh, collectively, they would log over 28,676 flight hours, and they would go on to drop over 3,000 tons of bombs and 26,000 shells. They damaged and destroyed over 17 river crossings, 9 railways, 2 railway stations, 26 warehouses, 12 fuel depots, 176 armored cars, and 86 prepared firing positions with 11 searchlights. Good for them. They fucked it up. Yeah. On top of all of that, they would make 155 supply drops of food ammunition to Soviet forces. As if they didn't have enough jobs to do. They were also like, hey, can you send the dudes, like, can you, can you bring us food? Can you bring us supplies? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> don't you, can't you do it yourself? Can't you guys see we're busy? Yeah. We're only destroying the Germans' morale here. We're doing your job. <laughs> like... <laughs> Out of all of that, the women would still go on to face some pretty 
pretty serious problems though they would face even after that this is this is what frustrates me right fucking russians even after all of that they would face severe discrimination from the male pilots and they were showed very little to no respect um the night witches obviously would not be given the same equipment that the men got such as radios machine guns or really anything to protect them in any way also, due to the fact that the women did receive such little respect and that they were not given the same equipment, um, that was the they the night witches would go on to say that's the biggest reason that they wanted to fight as hard as they did. Ultimately, due to their success, the night witches would go on to gain the respect of some of the men in the force, but it wouldn't uh, certainly not all of the men, and it obviously didn't come without super hard work. All all in all in all. Uh, 32 women, including Colonel Raskova, would die in service. 89 women would go on to win their country's highest honor, which is the Hero of the Soviet Union Award in 2000 or in 2002 in World War II. Uh, 22 of those women were night witches. After the war of the Soviet Union, um, they had a massive victory parade, but the night witches weren't allowed to participate in it because their planes flew too slow. <laughs> And that's the story of the Russian night witches. Well, they did the damn thing. They did what they did. They fucked it up. They did a good job. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine being like victorious and being like, yo, we did it. Can we, can we fly in the parade? And they're like, nah, your planes are slow as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't even expect you to make it if we're honest. They couldn't have given them temporary planes. You know. To fly in the parade with? Nah, nah, because that would have been too easy. <laughs> yeah. No, Russian night witches. You taught me some new stuff. Better than butterflies. Debatable. You know? Better than the butterflies. Actually, one of my friends has been listening to our podcast, mm -hmm. and he's really cool, but he messaged me the other day to tell me that he rubbed it in his girlfriend's face that butterflies only live for a week because she he said that. And then she didn't believe him. But then when you said it. All right, now. <laughs> Let's go, bud. So it helped him. Like, I love it. <laughs> rub it in his girlfriend's face. So Girlfriend of my podcast host. Hold on. The fuck did I even just say? <laughs> Dude's girlfriend, if you're listening to this, don't question him. He seems like a smart guy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Stop questioning him. He knows what he's talking about. Butterflies only live for a week. Actually, that was unrelated, actually. Butterflies, you're going to come up with my next topic. Okay, well, it's my turn now. All right now, Megan. Welcome back. Hope you had a good break listening to us talk again. We're here to blow your minds. Blowing the minds of all of those that listen to this. I don't even know what this topic is. Yeah, I know. Um, so, trigger warning, mm. kind of. Hmm, let's go. On brand again. I'm not going into any details, but I do just want to preface that this entire topic for the next 15-ish or so minutes is going to involve convicted criminals. All right, now. I'm going to mention what they were convicted of, or at least briefly, their, their charge, mm -hmm. and also the manner in which they were executed. Oh. Um, so if you don't want to listen to that and you don't agree with the death penalty... Then skip forward 15 minutes and then hear Skylar talk about whatever he's talking about next. Drugs. 
because I understand that not everybody's on the side of that, and we're not going to get into the, you know, politics of capital punishment. But for these people, it might have been warranted. All right, now. Okay. Let's go. My sources, just so that if anybody wants to also do some research, uh, Wikipedia, cbsnews.com, willed.com.au. That last one's not even real. You just made that up. No, it is. It is real. It is well. It is well. <laughs> it is well. Um, it is real. So, anyways, the point of the topic is that we're going to cover some of the last meals that people have requested prior to their execution. Okay, I'm, I'm here for that. Um, if you don't know what a last meal is, it is the typical customary ritual preceding an execution. And in a lot of countries, the prisoner may within reason select what their last meal will be. There has been multiple instances in which those last meals have been declined. Um, one of those being one of the guys requested that, like, vegetarian pizzas be delivered to every homeless shelter within wow. a certain radius of the jail. Damn. And they declined that. Oh. Um, as far as I'm aware, I think Seems there's, like, a specific mean. budget, you know, that they have to okay. fall within. And it has to be reasonable. I mean, if I'm in Texas and I'm asking for Maine lobster or something like that, then that might not be... <laughs> Yeah. All I'm saying is, is if you don't include John Coffey's last meal on here, I'm going to be pissed. I don't know if he's on here. There's, a, I have a handful though. John, it was, it was, a, somebody out there got that. It was, a, it was my, my favorite movie is The Green Mile. And that was a movie oh, reference. Oh, I've never seen that movie, so. <gasps> Megan. Um, I'm so. sure someone on here requested coffee though. Um. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I'm okay. not the same thing. So. Thomas Martin Thompson, Tom Thompson. Um, he's on. He was on death row for murder. Okay. Executed in 1998 by lethal lethal injection in California. He requested Alaskan king crab with melted butter, which is on brand for me. That would be. That sounds really good. Yeah. That you know I'm a I'm a crab girl. Alaskan king crab. Yeah, yeah the expensive. I hear that's the best king crab. Yeah. I think that's the only king crab, but oh. I could very much be wrong. I, I've never even had king crab. So. Um, spinach salad, pork fried rice, Mandarin style spare ribs, a hot fudge sundae, Golly. and a six pack of Coca-Cola. A six pack. I mean, if mm -hmm. you're your last day on earth, fuck it up. Right? I don't know who that guy is, so I don't know if he like what he did, but he apparently killed people. Um, Ted Bundy. Mm. Obviously, he was a serial killer. Ted, who's that? I'm kidding. <laughs> Ted Bundy, obviously, he's a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> he was executed in 1989 via the electric chair in Florida. You say 1989? 1989. Okay. Um, in Florida. He actually did not want a special meal. So he was just given, uh, like, what the jail was having for dinner that day. Okay. Um. Which was apparently steak, medium rare, eggs over easy, hash browns, toast, milk, coffee, juice, butter, and jelly. But he didn't eat it, so. All right, now. I mean, he just had to make, make things additionally more complicated. Well, I, dude, because that's my thing. I feel, I don't know. I mean, not at all that my defending any actions that Ted Bundy did, not even the refusal to eat his last meal. But for me, if I was in jail, 
or if I was on death row and somebody was like, yo, what do you want your last meal to be? I'd be like, I don't fucking feel like eating. I'm about to die in 16 hours. Like I'm fucked up. My anxiety would be so high. I'd be like, I'm not hungry. Just do whatever. I don't fucking care. Just let me sit here and think about this. Well, they have to offer you food. No, I know, but. But, but I can see what you're I saying. Like I can imagine yet. being so like worked up or nervous or scared or right. whatever that you wouldn't want to eat anything. Right. But if you're still going to be worked up or scared, at least do it on a full stomach. You know. You know. Sure. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. Oh, man. Also a serial killer. Yeah. He was executed in 1994 via lethal injection in Illinois. And he requested a dozen deep fried shrimp, a bucket of original recipe Kentucky fried chicken, french fries, a pound of strawberries, and a bottle of Diet Coke. I'm just confused by the strawberries. Maybe the man likes strawberries. Like, you have deep fried shrimp, deep fried chicken, french fries, and then you get strawberries? Strawberries sometimes may be good as fuck. Also confused by the Diet Coke. What's the point? Why diet? Maybe he likes Diet Coke. I don't. I think I've said this before, but John, so my great, 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 just two greats, I think. My great, great, maybe three greats, grandma? lived across the street from John Wayne Gacy. Like, when they busted him. Which I think was in the 70s. Yeah. Um, she lived, like, across the street. Like, like oh, right across the street. And then he had, like, he had, like, he had, like, fucking dudes buried up underneath his, like, front mm-hmm. porch and shit. Yeah, some and of his was, victims are still not identified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was there when they were doing all of it. And obviously, like, she ended up, I think she ended up moving because of that. But, yeah, she was fucking Fair point. I would, too. Right across the street from John Wayne Gacy. You want another one? Yeah. Um, Thomas J. Grasso. He uh, was a murderer, apparently. Apparently. Um, he was executed in 1995 via lethal injection in Oklahoma. Okay. And he requested two dozen steamed mussels, two dozen steamed clams... A double cheeseburger from Burger King, which, <laughs> which add that in there. <laughs> I have beef with because if you're gonna choose a cheeseburger, why Burger King? Burger King? Yeah. Half dozen barbecued spare ribs, two strawberry milkshakes, half of a pumpkin pie with whipped cream, and diced strawberries. He likes strawberries he too, liked, apparently. Yeah. Apparently that's a, a trend. Uh, that whole meal kind of... Oh, it's not done. Oh, Jesus. He also <laughs> requested a 16-ounce can of spaghetti with meatballs served at room temperature. Oh, he's a monster. But listen, he then, after his meal, issued a public statement complaining because despite fulfilling his order almost perfectly, he states, and I quote... I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. I want the press to know this. Honestly, though, I he, fuck with it. He didn't request spaghetti. spaghetti. He requested SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs, no, spaghetti-os <laughs> fuck, dude. Those I love SpaghettiOs. Slap. I love, dude. I was about to say, like, that was my next thing. He said spaghetti or whatever, spaghetti and meatballs at room temperature. I was like, were they SpaghettiOs? Because if they were SpaghettiOs, I get it. But if it was, like, just regular fucking spaghetti and meatballs, like, you're a monster if you're yeah. in that shit at room temperature. What the fuck? Nah, these SpaghettiOs slap. I'm actually hungry right now. I'm on SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I just had my burger, so I'm go. good. Uh, that's why I had to eat after the gym, but before we recorded, because I knew I was going to be talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, the next guy is Gilbert 
Pastel, also a murderer. Um, he was executed in 2022 via lethal injection in Oklahoma, so recently. He requested for his last meal to be 20 chicken nuggets with ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard, three large servings of fries with ketchup, a crispy chicken sandwich, a regular chicken sandwich, a large cola, and a caramel frappe. So you know where he went? McDonald's. Exactly. Uh, as soon as he said 20 and then you started everything you named, I was like, that's the McDonald's And to McDonald's be fair, shit. if he was going to get the nuggets, he had to get multiple sauces. You do have to. Like, there's who can eat their nuggets with just one sauce? I'm not sure that I would pick my last meal to be McDonald's. I don't even like McDonald's when I'm alive and not in prison. So I don't I don't feel like that's what I would I don't know. I fuck with McDonald's. My last meal to be. McDonald's just makes me feel like shit. Every time I eat it, I feel like I'm going to die. That's part of the appeal. Okay, Megan. <laughs> well, he did actually die, so maybe there's a correlation. Okay, here's another one. Marion Albert Pruitt. She sounds such a sweet No, it's a guy. Lady. Oh, fuck. Um, then never mind. They are a guy. And... Uh, also a murderer. I'd be a murderer too with a name like that. They were executed in 1999 via lethal injection in Arkansas. Okay. And their last meal that they requested or he requested is a stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. Ooh. Four Burger King Whoppers. Again with the Burger King. I don't get it. A large order of French fries. Three two liter bottles of Pepsi. Three two liter bottles of Pepsi? Mm -hmm. He really did fuck it A bucket of ice. A bottle of ketchup. Salt, fried eggplant, fried squash. All right now. Fried okra. Okay. And a pecan pie. Out of all of them, he's probably my favorite one so far. But in an interview prior to his execution, he said he was going to share his last meal with an, another inmate who was going to be executed the same day. And he originally was gonna, said that he wanted to have roast duck for his last meal, but he decided not to go that because he felt like the prison wouldn't approve it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like a thing. Like if I say I want all of this and the prison goes, oh, we can approve everything, but this roasted duck isn't approved. Does that just undo the entire meal? I mean, I don't think you would know that, but I do. I don't know that off the top of my head. Huh. Interesting. He said, I don't think the prison will approve the roasted duck. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't go into the, the specifics of like what makes it approved and what makes it not approved. I just thought it was interesting to see what some of these people ate before they died. I have more though. Um, John Albert Taylor, also a murderer. Mayor. Yeah, fair. Executed in 1996 via firing squad. Oh, shit. In Utah. And his request for his last meal was antacid medication, <laughs> a cigarette. Okay. And pizzas, quote, with everything, end quote. You know, he was a simple man. Honestly, that seems the most realistic he said, Let me to me. Get a smoke, some and a Because to be honest, if I was going to be on death row and it was my last meal, last interaction, you know what I'm saying? Give me, yeah. Give me a pack of cigarettes. Give me like a bottle of vodka or something. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like I'm fucking it up. Screw it. I want a crack pipe. I want. I want everything. I want a like, crack. What are you gonna do? It's my last. <laughs> this is. I'm trying anal. Like we're doing everything. <laughs> I don't know about that one, <laughs> um, but he has been in prison, so he might have already been past that point already. Okay, that's, that's fair. 
You know what's weird? I saw the other day a video of a woman who used to be in prison, and she... I watched this whole, like, five-minute-long tutorial. It was the most, like, long and drawn-out thing. It was terrible okay. videography. But <laughs> the point of it is that she made a tutorial of how women make strap-ons in prison. Yeah, I would believe that. And it's in no way what you would expect. My, uh... Got a, it's not a, it's not a, he's not a buddy, but I have, I know a guy who I met one at one point in my life. We don't talk, haven't spoken in fucking years, but he was a correctionals officer at a women's prison. Um, and he got fired because he fucked an inmate. Fair. I'm like, bud, what? But anyway, so he was telling me some stories of, uh, of some things that the women make in prison and, uh. Yeah, some of that shit will blow your fucking mind. Yeah. I was, like, watching it, and I only was just curious to see how it turned out, right? Right. But, like, also, I'm, like, like appalled, right? It's like a train wreck that you can't stop watching. Cause Pretty much, Because the way yeah. she was, like, making it, I was, like, is it really that important? Right. Like, first of all, the, the material she was using, I was, like, those can't be, like, easy to obtain. Right. Like, you're sacrificing some shit. <laughs> but also, like... You need to be railed that badly. Yeah. With a strap on specifically, with with a dick shaped object specifically. That you're gonna go through all that. Just to get And then how long does it last? Like how long can you use it for? And it's not even it doesn't seem that sturdy, so you're really not gonna be throwing anybody's back out. <laughs> like I mean fair. I haven't seen the strap on, so I'm not sure, but sure. I mean all she did was take two tampons. Okay. Wrap them in multiple layers of pads. Okay. Put a rubber glove over it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that is the essentially the dildo yeah, part. That, okay. That and then she terrible. was saying how they they would take one of their like state issued bras, like sports bra type thing. They cut a hole in the bra, like in between where your boobs would go. Mm -hmm. But then they slip it on over their legs, and then they like tie a knot, you know, on the inside of the glove. <laughs> and then that's how they somewhere right now there's some women in prison getting fucked by one of those right now i hope it's worth it i hope they're i feel a like tam tampons and because also in prison they don't have plastic tampon applicators they have cardboard oh oh so it's not it's even less sturdy anyways anyways <laughs> um timothy mcveigh uh you know him he was like a big bomber dude I can't remember what bombing it was, because I didn't write that down. Sure. But he was, like, one of the big ones. He was one of the big bombers. Um, so, yeah, he was in jail for domestic terrorism and mass murder. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, And Just he was executed on death row. in 2001 by lethal injection. And it doesn't tell me what state, because this was a federal thing, so mm -hmm. it doesn't say federal prison. Guantanamo Bay, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Just, okay, let's put it out there. Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> That's where he was. I don't know. Um... <laughs> His request was two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yo, I, that's, 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 that's that. Yo, I fuck with that. I had mint chocolate chip, chip ice cream yesterday. Not from Dairy Queen. <laughs> Megan, I got you a Shrek shirt. That's another story for another time. So it was the Dairy Queen thing. <laughs> Anyways, Ronnie Lee Gardner. Uh, he was also a murderer. He was executed in 2010 via firing squad in Utah. So Utah is really behind on the times. 
Yeah. I feel like a firing They're squad, firing squad everybody, bro. Is, is a very outdated way of executing people. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't seem humane. On the death row person's side and or the people who have to do the firing squad. Yeah. But regardless, um, his last meal request was lobster tail, steak, apple pie with vanilla ice cream. I sounded so Southern when I said that. You did. Apple pie. Apple pie with vanilla ice cream. Um, and 7-Up. And he also requested to watch the Lord of the Rings film trilogy yo. while he ate his meal. Yo. Yo. He lived a good... He <laughs> ended his life well. I think if you if you had to pick a movie to end your life on, what would it be? Shrek. Okay. Yeah. I'm I know not, that wasn't as deep as you were looking for, but... It's not. I was going to say for me, the Green Mile, but I'm not sure that that, dude, fuck porn at that point, shit. <laughs> All right. Gerald Lee Mitchell. Uh, he was executed in 2001 for the murder of two 18-year-old boys. And at the time of the crime, he was himself just 17 years old. And for his last meal, he simply asked for a packet of assorted Jolly Ranchers. Which I'm offended by. A simple man. <laughs> the, the only acceptable flavors of Jolly Ranchers. If you say what I think you're about to say, I'm walking out of this podcast. Okay, I was thinking about it more. What flavors are there? Green apple. You got green apple. That's what you were going to say, isn't it? Grape. Blue raspberry. And Watermelon cherry. and cherry. Okay, well, all of them except watermelon are good. So I take back my statement. I, I think that all of them, I hate grape. I think all of them except for grape are good. I feel like you got to be in the right mood for a grape Jolly Rancher, though. I feel, mm, Jolly Ranchers just have better flavor. I don't like Jolly Ranchers. They're too much work. You suck on them. Exactly. Hard candy is too much work for me. It takes, it takes forever to chew. Like, you can't chew on it for like 30 minutes. I'm not going to say it. I don't like sucking on things for a very long time. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> That's why you're single. Hey, arms guy. <laughs> what? That's not what he said. Even though we're not together, that is not what he said about that. God damn it. Why? <laughs> why would you bring that up? Anyways, anyone else who arms has experience. Guy. Can we say his name? No. I feel like nobody's going to give a shit. Nobody's going to look up. Guy's name. I almost just said no one's gonna look up Guy's name with big arms and red hair. He didn't have red hair. Oh, he had a red beard? Yeah. That's what it was. Okay, Stephen Michael Woods Jr., also a murderer, um, executed in 2011 by lethal injection. He requested two pounds of bacon, a large four meat pizza, four chicken breasts, two drinks of Mountain Dew and Pepsi, like two supper drinks, root beer, and sweet tea like two of each, two pints of ice cream, five chicken fried steaks, two hamburgers with bacon, french fries, and a dozen garlic bread sticks with marinara on the side. Good lord. They're just trying to have heart attacks before they get put to death. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Last Fair. one. Gary Carl Simmons, also a murderer. All right, now. Um, executed in 2012 by lethal right. injection in Mississippi. Mississippi. He requested one Pizza Hut medium super supreme deep dish pizza, double portion with mushrooms, onions, jalapeno peppers, and pepperoni. Pizza regular portion with three cheeses, olives, bell pepper, tomato, garlic, and Italian sausage. Ten eight-ounce packs of Parmesan cheese. Ten eight-ounce packs of ranch dressing. One family-sized bag of, of Doritos nacho cheese flavor. 
eight ounces of jalapeno nacho cheese, four ounces sliced jalapenos, two large strawberry shakes, two 20-ounce cherry Cokes, one supersized order of McDonald's fries with extra ketchup and mayonnaise, and two pints of strawberry ice cream. That is the longest goddamn paragraph I've ever seen in my life. Yep. But I think he basically combined everything that everybody else got into his meal. Pretty much he did. Yep. He said, I want all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if, if, if you're going to be going, like, you might as well buffet. And a duck. On the on the government's dime? Yeah, that's been, like, a thing. I've heard, I've heard people say that. Like, hey, I don't understand why we give these people money for last meal. Why we, why we spend so much money? Just fucking kill them. Man, hey, listen. Let him eat in peace. He's not here struggling homie's been on death row for 47 years yeah let him have a let him have some pizza let him have something he hasn't had okay good topics megan we won't get into the justice system at this point in our our podcast about it i don't want to get canceled no i hate it i think our yeah leaving it there (laughs) i've had topics about that all right that's it hope you enjoyed that's not the podcast that's for for my for my topic Yeah. yeah Um, there's also like books and stuff about people's last meals. I just didn't use those. So enjoy. That was a, that was a, <laughs> that was a fun topic. Thank you. Are you ready a... for yours? Yes. Yo, it's your friendly neighborhood, Skyler man and Megan. Hi. Hi. Sorry to interrupt ourselves, but since you're here and you're listening, we appreciate you. Also, while you're here, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And since you're leaving us a five-star review, Go ahead and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. You could also find us on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email at WTFTPod at gmail.com. We also would love to hear your opinions, so leave us a voice message. There's a link in our show notes. Whew. All right, Megan Skyler, back to you. Tomorrow is leg day and I'm not excited. Yeah, I feel like tomorrow is, I mean, I did legs today. So I'm good. Well, I just did leg day on Saturday. And it's already leg day again, it feels like. Because my my workout schedule last week got all screwed up. Because I was sick. Yeah, oh, that's right. You were sick last week. Yeah. All right, Megan. And Mother's Day made me switch my rest days. Because you're mother now, which means you have to... I am not a mother now. <laughs> the way you got so pissed. I'm a mother. I'm not a mother now. I'm a mother to small animals. You are mother to a one small animal. I have a dog. I have two cats. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the cats. I have fish. No, but the fish don't count. They keep dying. They're dwindling. They're so. There's two left. We started with like 15. And my axolotl. He's still doing well. Yeah. I think that secretly you're killing these fish because you just want a goldfish. I'm not killing them. I could have easily. I went to pet something the other day and I was depressed. And you know that one of my coping skills when I'm depressed is purchasing a new animal. Yes. And instead of purchasing. Is that why we have a gerbil now? The seven inch Oranda goldfish that was beautiful. (laughs) And just moving those fish into the axolotl tank to be eaten. I said. Let's see if these troopers can win it out. I'm proud of you, Meg. In either way, I need to do a deep clean of that fish tank because something is wrong. <laughs> something is happening with that fish tank. <laughs> we can at least agree on that much. There's one fish that died that completely disappeared. You, me, Sam, nobody's seen it. Yeah, I don't know. 
Rest in peace, mozzarella. Rest in peace, mozzi. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right, are you ready for this topic? Yes. Make it quick. It's my bedtime. All right, now. It is actually your bed. It's 10 it's, o'clock. It's actually Next. past my bedtime. We still have a topic. All right. Trivia. Question number one. Okay. <laughs> I, I made this like the funniest possible questions I could find on the internet that are actually like real questions. Okay. Question number one. What country has more than half of its people believing in elves? So question number one. Sorry, I read that wrong. And then a gnat was flying around and I'm pretty sure I swallowed it. I ignored it. your question because I was trying to think of the name of the country, but okay. That works. All right, <laughs> trivia. Question number one. What country has more than half of its people believing in elves, dwarves, and ghosts? Is it A, Finland? Is it B, Iceland? Is it C, Austria? Finland. Finland is incorrect. It's Iceland. Interesting. Iceland's population, more than half of the country believes in elves, dwarves, and ghosts. I mean... I believe in them. I believe in ghosts. So does that mean I'm Icelandic? I think that... No. That's not <laughs> what that means. Well... I believe in Vikings. Does that mean I'm Nordic? Nordic? Please say yes. Well, you probably are Nordic. That's true. Of some sort. Right now. You are white, so... I'm just a big guy. I've got some... That's why I was saying, well, I could be. I could have some... some Icelandish in my lineage. I, I, I definitely am not Viking, but I wish I was. I, you could be. I don't know. I mean, I haven't done the... the my mom has, so I don't know. I'll have to ask her. We'll have to ask. Uh, question number two. Why do dogs like squeaky toys? Is it A, because the high pitch is fun for them to listen to? Is it B, the squeak makes them happy? Or is it C, the squeak mimics a dying animal? Is that one, it's the dying animal? The dying animal, yeah. That's kind of sad. It just drives me crazy. So I'm glad that the answer is not that it makes them happy because <laughs> do our dogs squeak the toys all the fucking time. Question number three. This is awesome. In what state is it illegal to hunt unicorns? Um, hopefully all of them. Is it A, Florida? Is it B, Delaware? Or is it C, Michigan? It's it's Florida because that's the only people that would actually believe that there's a unicorn running down the road. It's actually Michigan. But if you do hunt them in any other state, you have to pay a fine in shroot bucks. In what? Shroot bucks. Dwight Shroot. You have to pay. Are these all jokes from TV shows? No. Okay. This is. What do you mean are these all jokes from TV shows? Like, I feel like you're running a prank on me. I'm just asking questions. Am I being Megan? punked right now? Where's Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher's going to run out. <laughs> Number four. On average, what is a thing that humans do 22 times a day? Is it A, open the fridge? Is it B, blink? Or is it C, burp? Burp. It's actually A, open the fridge. Fair. I opened the fridge probably 22 times in <laughs> one minute. just open the fridge to see if the lights stay on? No, I open and the fridge, and then it. I close it, and then I open it again, hoping that food is just going <laughs> to magically appear in it. Yeah. But you didn't see the first 20 minutes that you were mm -hmm. still looking. Question number five. What do you call a group of unicorns? Is it A, a blessing? Is it B, a hallucination? <laughs> <laughs> or is it C, a pack? Hallucination, obviously. <laughs> it's It's actually a blessing. But if you do at any point see a group of unicorns, you should stop doing the drugs that you've taken. Fair. 
Um, no, I did come up like I read these questions and the answer, but every other answer option and like joke is is mine. So sorry oh, if the shrew bucks wasn't funny. Question number six: True or false? Cows moo with regional accents. False. It's true, actually. Researchers who study bovine behavior have recently discovered that cows, like humans, have different regional accents, and cows in a similar herd may may all sound very similar, while the same species of the same cow on the other side of the country or in another country may have their own mooing accent. I know I live in Texas, but I think I've only heard a cow moo, like, maybe twice in my whole life. I've just seen a cow Other than, close. like, on TV. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I've now recently just seen a cow up close for the first time in my life. They're huge. They're fucking mad. Their tongues are so long. Mm -hmm. It fucking stuck its tongue out and it touched my kneecap. I'm serious. I was also sitting down, but still, it was it scared me. Why were you sitting so close to cows? First of all, you know those, uh, like those, like, um, golf cart looking trucks or whatever that people drive. I was in one of those. Oh, like a side by side? Yeah. And the cow came up and mm -hmm. stuck its tongue out okay. and touched my kneecap with it. I was in shorts. It's a weird time. <laughs> Question number seven. What was Walt Disney afraid of? Cryogenics? <laughs> Mice? or Sorry, y'all. It's 10 p.m. Was it? What is Walt Disney afraid of? Is it A, cryogenics? Is it B, mice? Or was it C, pirates? Well, it wasn't cryogenics. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had his head frozen. Had to be pirates because they're the bad guys usually. Um, mice? Well, I guess if you're going to conquer your fears. He faced his fears. Just go ahead and make the most iconic mouse that yeah. ever existed. Question number eight. Who invented cotton candy? Was it a chef? Was it a dentist? Or was it a cardiologist? It was a dentist. It was a dentist, actually. Yeah. When asked about it, he would actually say years later that it would end up being an endless supply of patients for it. Exactly. He did it on purpose. He said, this is why I don't trust toothpaste that four out of five dentists recommend. Okay. I'm a dentist, and I know that sugar is bad for you, so let's melt it down into a fluffy sweet concoction and then not assume that it would make more patience for me you know obviously question number nine megan okay what word did china once censor was it a fuck was it b america or was it c censorship it was america <laughs> it was censorship oh all right question 10 on sunday what's illegal to sell in columbus ohio is it a alcohol is it B, cornflakes, or is it C, mouse pads? Mouse pads. It's cornflakes. You cannot sell cornflakes in Columbus, Ohio on Sunday. I'm not sure how they enforce that law, but you're not allowed to do it. Interesting. All right, I have two bonus questions here. Okay. True or false? Butterflies live for years. <laughs> false. <laughs> Where do butterflies go to migrate? A, Germany, B, Rockwall, or C, Mexico? <laughs> Mexico. All right, good job, Megan. That was my time. Thank you for giving me those bonus points. Yeah, Yo, you're so welcome. <laughs> to questions I knew the answer to. <laughs> Let's go. Are you ready for my challenge topic? I am ready for your challenge topic. Let's do it. All right. All right now. It is past my bedtime. All right now. By a lot. Okay, well, not that much. And I have a challenge topic that I have to get through very quickly, so I'm going to talk like this the rest of the time. That's that's not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have a challenge topic I have to get through very quickly. You know damn well if you were to go to bed right now, you'd stay up playing games anyway. Leave me alone. Okay. Uh, sources for this, because why not? 
again, just so that you know where I got my information from, uh, Wikipedia. All right, now. <laughs> I live on Wikipedia. Crimemuseum.com and CBS News. Uh, my challenge was the Tylenol murders. Yes, ma'am. Now, when I originally typed in Tylenol murders into <laughs> Google, I realized that I don't know what the fuck that means. Okay. <laughs> so, I picked one. I hope it's the right one that you wanted to hear about. And I if it's not, well, then you're wrong because this is the one that started it all. So, you're welcome. I feel like there's only one Tylenol murders. Mm, false. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Okay, so... I, I heard about this from BuzzFeed. The, 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 that's why I, I gave you the topic. is because I was listening to it. I, I said Crime Junkie last week or... Yeah, I couldn't... I was going to find the episode so I could reference which episode it was. I couldn't find that. So, yeah, you definitely got it, it was, from somewhere else. It was else. BuzzFeed. That was where... Because oh. I heard... I, 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 sorry. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. They, crime, crime Junkies, per my search, has never covered the Tylenol murders. Okay. The Chicago Tylenol murders... Were a series of poisoning deaths. Yeah, that's it. That resulted from drug tampering Mm -hmm. in the Chicago metropolitan area in 1982. Yes, The victims consumed Tylenol-branded acetaminophen capsules that have been laced with potassium cyanide. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. That was the... (laughs) No, I went... Congratulations. I went a little further into it than I probably needed to, but yeah. So, police investigation found the capsules that... Uh, had been manufactured at two different facilities and one of those was in texas and one of those was in pennsylvania so with that they then determined that the medication must have been tampered with after manufacture but prior to be being put on the shelves so um someone must have done it like in the store basically Mm -hmm. in addition to the five bottles that led to the victim's death there are a few there were a few other bottles that were later discovered in the Chicago area at various locations. Here's the theory that the police came up with. The bottles were taken off the shelves. Some of the capsules or were laced or replaced with potassium cyanide, then placed back onto the shelves to be purchased by unknowing victims. Right. The victims on September 28th, 1982, 12 year old Mary Kellerman was hospitalized after consuming a capsule of extra strength Tylenol and she died the next day. Yeah. Um, on September 29th, 1982, six other individuals consumed contaminated Tylenol, including Adam Janice, who was 27, Stanley Janice, who was 25, Teresa Janice, who was 20. There was also a victim named Mary McFarland, who was 31, Paula Prince, who was 35, and Mary Reiner, who was 27. They would all ultimately die from the consumption of these tampered with Tylenol capsules. Seven people died in the original poisonings, but there was there were several more deaths in subsequent copycat crimes. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of like so people that tried since it this, there has been various copycats that have attempted to do the same thing. Of course, with all these people dying. It started a nationwide panic, and mm-hmm. originally the deaths were really kind of a mystery because they weren't sure if this was a, like, manufacturing issue. Well, not issue, but, like, someone had manu- had tampered during manufacturing. Right. Or if someone, you know, tampered specifically at these locations that these people bought these medications from. So, um, after an investigate or after the investigation, it was found that the Tylenol bottles in the victims' homes were the same lot number. 
Mm. which means that they all were manufactured from the same place at the same time, but like from the same two different factories right. at the same time. But th that doesn't mean because not every bottle in that lot number was tampered with. Right. Okay. So in an effort to reassure the public, Johnson and Johnson, the manufacturer of Tylenol distributed warnings to hospitals and distributors and halted Tylenol production and advertising. And after other incidents like strychnine, added to Tylenol bottles in California, a nationwide recall of Tylenol products was issued on October 5th, 1982. Which cost them so much money. Yep, I'm about to tell you how much. Oh, shit. Um, an estimated 31, bill, or 31 million bottles Jeez. were in circulation, and they had a retail value of over 100 million U.S. dollars, wow. which current day would be equivalent, or in 2021, it would be equivalent to $281 million. Wow. That's crazy. So it's probably higher now. Yeah. Um, the company also advertised in national media for individuals not to consume any of its products that contained acetaminophen after it was determined that these are the only capsules that had been tampered with. And Johnson & Johnson also offered to exchange all Tylenol capsules already purchased by the public for solid tablets. Jeez. Imagine, like... That's crazy, dude. Imagine just taking a normal regular like ibuprofen and then not living because yep. it killed you yep um well you might be wondering who did, who it? did it well do you there's... have sorry go ahead. do you have like all the suspects that they potentially thought maybe not all of them okay but the two biggest ones okay okay so the first one the person that they kind of suspected might have been you know responsible for this was a guy named james lewis mm-hmm he wrote a ransom letter to Johnson & Johnson demanding $1 million in exchange for stopping the poisonings. After he went back and forth with police and federal investigators, it determined that he lived in New York and had no links <sighs> to the Chicago events. <laughs> that being said, he was, try, buddy. <laughs> he was charged with extortion and sentenced to 20 years in prison. And he was released in 1995 after only serving 13 years. Damn. In January 2010, both... James Lewis and his wife submitted DNA samples and fingerprints to authorities. And Lewis said, quote, if the FBI plays it fair, I have nothing to worry about, end quote. Ultimately, the DNA samples did not match any DNA that was recovered off of the bottles. Mm -hmm. Another suspect was a guy named Roger Arnold. He was a dock worker at Jewel Osco in Melrose Park. And he told officers that he possessed potassium cyanide, which is the medication or the, the chemical or whatever it was that was right. put into the Tylenol. A bar owner named Marty Sinclair, whose establishment <laughs> that Arnold frequented, frequented, reported him to the police saying that Arnold had discussed killing people with a white powder and had become increasingly erotic after his marriage dissolved. Damn. Arnold had worked with Mary Reiner, one of the victims her father at a warehouse and Arnold's wife had been treated at a hospital across the street from the store where Mary Reiner bought her cyanide lace pills. A copy of the poor man's James Bond, which contains instructions on making potassium cyanide was found in Roger Arnold's home. Mm. And he was held several times for the police by the police, but never charged. Interesting. In summer of 1983, uh, Roger Arnold mistaked a guy named John Stanisha for Marty Sinclair, the bar owner, and shot and killed him. 
Good lord, bud. John Sinisha was a computer consultant and father of three who was leaving the bar with his friends. So Roger Arnold was then convicted of kill of the killing in January 1984 and served 15 years of his 30-year sentence for second-degree murder. And in 1996, he was quoted as saying, I killed a man, a perfectly innocent person. I had choices. I could have walked away. Yeah, no shit, bud. Uh, Roger Arnold died in 2008, but in 2010, um, his body was exhumed and then, of course, reburied so that his femur bone could be removed for DNA testing. Arnold's DNA did not match the DNA samples that was on the bottles. Interesting. But that's not the end of it. Unfortunately, they do not have any suspects. Or or, that's not true. No suspects have been charged or convicted of the poisonings. They do have a list of suspects that most that they've kept quiet. Right. But um, law enforcement is working with a private lab to continue DNA testing and are hoping to uncover information on the suspect, the chief development officer of the lab states that, quote, there are cases that we've completely solved, notorious cases we've completely solved that we cannot speak of until law enforcement comes out and speaks of them or announces it themselves, end Mm. quote. Meaning that this lab has apparently assisted law enforcement with multiple crimes. I just want to know what those cases are because... They found John Bonet Ramsey. Exactly. You know, that's actually a thing. Like, they, they that was like a whole televised thing. Some lady that does this, that, that does a similar thing. Like, she has her own lab and she's helped solve, like, dozens and dozens of cases mm-hmm. that have never been solved. And she went to the Boulder Police Department and said, like, listen, for free, like, I will help you solve this. And the police department said, like, no. Or the mayor, everybody was like, no, we... We're, we're good. Well, I'm sure that they get funding for cold cases and different things like that, that, you know, that are still open. Especially John Benet Ramsey, one of the biggest in history. Yeah. Um, well, and then some of these cold cases I'm sure could have been solved and maybe it was a lack of evidence. Maybe it was a lack of something. Maybe it was lack of work on the police department's part, you know. Um, I don't know, but maybe there was something that they could have done differently that would have solved the crime, but because they didn't do it properly the first time. It really fucked them over. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a conspiracy theory I believe in. Dude, conspiracy theories typically turn out to be right. Like recently, the whole JFK being assassinated by like the fucking um, CIA turned out to be real. That's been like a real thing that they've been talking about like recently. Interesting. Turned out to be a real thing. Also, the thing, the thing with like the Tylenol murders, I read this or I heard this in the same day. They, they also think that like the Unabomber or something like that was, could was potentially did you read that too that is correct that was something that i read during my research that they did believe that it was possible that he might have been involved Mm -hmm. but there i didn't go too far into it because i just didn't feel like talking about that guy sure um which (laughs) is possible is that ted kaczynski i think so yeah yeah, i think so there was there was something pretty substantial as to why they believed that that wasn't the case one Mm. because it's not his typical mo but i think i think they might have ruled him out with dna Interesting. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. But, about the but DNA I'm, thing, don't but. quote me on that because I saw his name and was like, "Fuck this guy." Fuck him, the um, Unabomber. So yeah, I didn't research that. I just wanted to get you the kind of more interesting aspects yeah, of it. Of course. And yeah, so to this day, there's no. They have not charged anyone. They don't know who did it, or at least they haven't announced that they know who did it. And yeah, um, but because of this, it did cause pharmaceutical companies to change the way that they package their medication. That's why there's lots of safety seals and mm-hmm. stuff on um, over-the-counter medication nowadays. 
um, because it helps prevent tampering and that type of thing. That's why they say if you open your bottle and the foil is, you know, not don't secure, don't use it. Use it, yeah. Um, so it did lead to some positive things, I guess. Nice. Ask me if it's positive next time I open a bottle of Tylenol and can't <laughs> oh, get it the fuck open because the foil is too, <laughs> too complicated. Yeah, he's going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my topic. Do you want your challenge topic? Yes. But first, how did you like it? I mean, I picked it because I felt like you would enjoy doing research on it because you like these kinds of things. So yes. how did you like it? I did very much enjoy it. Okay, Thank you. Good. You learned something new. Um, I have been spewing on your... Spewing? Spewing? Stewing. Okay, that works out. Stewing makes more sense. I have been marinating on the uh, topic that I want to choose for you. All right, now. Please make it better than butterflies. And it is better than butterflies, but I'm not sure that you're going to like it as much as I liked mine. <laughs> okay. But I feel like I have to choose it now. Even though it's... Is it the Unabomber? No. Okay. You ready? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why am I nervous? I shouldn't be nervous. Go for it. Santa Claus. Oh, you dick. <laughs> you know what's funny? If you check my fucking Google Docs right now, I just redid an entire list of like 39 podcast topics and Santa Claus is number four. <laughs> well, you can take it off the list now because it's your challenge for next week. I'm here for it. Let's go. Santa Claus. <laughs> That's going to be easy. I think... Because there's multiple things. There's you're multiple, gonna you're gonna find some funny ass Santa There's Claus multiple stories, avenues dude. you can take Let's it down. Let's go. I'm I'm okay with that. All right. Well, that's all I have for you this week. All right. Let's go. Good job, Megan. Thank you. Good job, Skylar. Oh, cheers. Thanks so much. All right. Well, it was fun, and I will talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. My friends, that has been the episode. We appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. We're also on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. And you can email us your stories, topics, or opinions at WTFTPod at gmail.com. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this has been What the French Toast.